Well, hello there. I was going to say good morning or good afternoon, but not realizing what time you might be dialing in here to this, the Growing Faith podcast. Uh, my name is Rick McClatchy, one of the staff pastors at the Rocky Butte campus of Manor House. We're in the Portland, greater Portland metro area and also have our awesome campus down in Eugene. And the purpose of this podcast is to equip the body of Christ to to really care for one another and also to equip specifically small group leaders as well. Um, uh, Mark Daniels is uh, on mission. He is uh, at uh, in a, on a trip in Mexico. And so uh, I'm, I'm here at the microphone all by myself. Well, but I brought a friend. Um, you may have listened to the previous episode and that was uh, it, just an introduction, The really talking about the why. There's a book out there by Simon Sinek called uh, Starting with the Why. And that's what we did in part one of this conversation about the first 15. Um, super excited to be able to welcome back into the studio, Pastor Mark Jones. Again, thank you for being here. Grateful to be here. Uh, it is just a, an honor to be able to be a part of this. And so part two, today we are going to talk about the how. Okay. So we've talked about the why. Now let's talk a little bit about the how. So um, maybe somebody out there has had their bike ride kind of experience where they, they have just finally decided in their heart, something's got to change. And it's, it's closing the gap that I have created between me and the Lord. And I need to find a way to get there. Start me out. What okay. does that look like? Well, we, we, we called it the first 15, and, and so what we're encouraging everybody to do is uh, give the Lord, give God the first 15 minutes of your day. Just start with Him. There's a phenomenal thing that happens when we give God the first. And so uh, just taking Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we're making application of that scripture by taking one day at a time. So because that says, don't worry about tomorrow, how many like to worry about tomorrow? But it says, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Stay focused in today. You just, just take today on. How many are finding it a challenge just taking on today, just mm -hmm. the, the day? So in, in structuring the first 15, we're really looking at it as how would I build a day? If I'm supposed to take just one day at a time, what would that look like? How do I do it? So we broke the day into quadrants, morning, afternoon, evening, and night, of course, sleep. And, and we recognize that each one of those quadrants have different, we feel different, we think different, we have different areas of warfare that happen, we, so just, just if we stop and we relate the first 15 to how would I build a, just a day? What would a day look like? One Taking one day at a time. And, and so to me, I've been meeting with the Lord now 12 years, but I really think of it as just one day at a time, meaning I'm in today, we're having this conversation. And by the way, I woke up under amazing discouragement after 12 years of meeting with the Lord and yet taking one day at a time, getting into that first 15, uh, we're not limiting the time to 15 minutes, but we're, we're, we're trying to impart something that's doable, something that's right. implementable, right. something that you can get in there. You can spend an hour, two hours, three hours with the Lord in the morning, 
or you can spend five minutes. It won't matter. It's the first number is the most critical, the first. Just give them the first. And, uh, and so if some people come up and say, I don't give them the first 15, I give them the first hour. Or I could only do five minutes. I said, don't worry about that second number. Just, just focus on the, it's gonna be challenging enough to get the first in there, yeah. especially if that habit's not. Because creating new habits take between 21 to 64 days as brain science has, has bears out. And so we've kind of set this as the 40 day worship challenge or giving God the kind first. Right there in the middle. Right there in the middle, that knowing that nothing, you know, that it's a process. But we're, we're wanting people to give God the first 15 minutes for 40 days because we, we, we recognize if they get the first 40 days. And so talking about the practical, we're giving the overview. We're not just saying, oh, for the next, every day for the next 100 years, hundred yeah. years, you're going to meet with the Lord every day. And, and you're going, ah, it's just overwhelming or numbers are overwhelming me or my life's already so stressed out that I don't even know how I'm going to fit that in. It's just another thing. But we don't want to make it another thing. Which is kind of interesting, actually, that you say that because uh, people that would be in any type of recovery, whether it's alcoholism or drugs or I mean, the, those programs are all built on just doing the next right thing, taking yeah. it taking it one day at a time. Yeah. And, you know, really, all of those addictions are, are representative of, of some sort of coping mechanism. So there's stress and pressure in life, and we're using these things, be it drugs, alcohol, sex, food, whatever, to escape, to, to get some sort of relief from whatever we're facing. And, and really, time alone with God, relationship with God is the one thing that actually, that's actually the right fix. That's the right thing. And so I, I just, I love how you pointed that out, that it's one day at a time, not to overwhelm yourself, but to just take it in the bite-sized chunk that it is, no matter what yesterday looked like. And like you mentioned in the previous, the previous episode, that his mercies are new every morning so all right so we've decided it's the first the first part of our day second number doesn't really matter probably grows over time as you just get into the flow and relationship with him um, so what what have you done to build what that time looks well, like let's 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 open the word of god so that we have a foundation because i think if jesus did it i'm going to do it i'm an applicationist meaning if I see it in the word, everything has to go, we talked about it before, from truth to a principle to a application to a reality. And what where we find the disconnect is, is we have a truth, a truth about devotions. Yeah, it's a good idea to spend time with the Lord. Where is that truth? Well, it's found here in, in, in Mark, 1, 5, uh, Mark 135. It says, Jesus before daybreak the next morning, or, or it says, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray, a, 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 an alone place, a, a, a secret place, a, a desi- a, for that morning, a designated. Obviously, he was on the move, so that was probably changing. So we'll talk about the applications of this scripture. But then it says later, I find this humorous, Simon and the others went out to find him. <laughs> I kind of like the thought that 
that you don't want to be found during this time of <laughs> devotion. That's another secret in the application is you're 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 getting up to go to a place that's with God, that's with your Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, where you're interacting with the Creator of the universe. Mm. And your your goal is to find a, a quiet, secret place to do that. Because once you get out in the world, the demands are on. And so I'm thinking if we can't hear God's voice when it's totally quiet, how are we going to hear it when everything's blaring in our ears? And so I want to make this exciting that as we make these applications mm -hmm. that Jesus actually did the same thing. We're modeling after him. We're just going to, we didn't originate devotions. The, this is, people have discovered this. We're simply being an encouragement to you to get there. So then it's humorous. It says, later Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, everyone is looking for you. I, I, I find that it. <laughs> well, then it says, but Jesus replied, we must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So here Jesus is starting his morning in relationship with his father. That, that, this is the model for the starting point. He was building a day, one day at a time. He was in time and space, and he was starting his day with his father hmm. in relationship. To me, this is exciting to just mm -hmm. think that I can get up in the morning and before I'm demanded, I'm a dentist and you have family and you have all these things that are going to come at you, that you can actually go away to a place that you've predetermined, that you've set, that you have been intentional. And I want to share with you to do these applications and to actually start the day. It sounds easy. First 15 15 minutes, just get up, get there. We have to realize that that we're meeting with the creator of the universe, the source of all, of everything. Read Ephesians 1, unlimited resources that are, are at our access, wisdom and power and love and care and everything you were talking about that that's sourced in heaven that can flow through us if we just can open up our heart to that. But so often we're ambushed by worries and fears and and, and then we find our relief in other things instead of finding our refuge, as the Bible tells us, in him. So, so, so mark it right now. If you're going to set out on this journey that it is the most resisted activity on the planet, if there was anything the devil does not want us to accomplish, it's time alone with God. So, so, so everything we share today as we're launching out on the to-dos... <laughs> recognize you're going to meet up with some resistance. And I always, I always say if, if, if it's as easy as telling someone they're tired, they should sleep in and not, not get up and meet with God if, if that's how easy it was. And it often is that easy. No wonder we get talked out of it. Mm -hmm. So what I'm realizing, and I don't want to miss this piece in the application, is that we must be intentional. This has to, I, I'm sure... Jesus was intentional. This was a decision that was made prior to that morning and how he felt. Mm -hmm. It was a decision. So the way, do you have a thought, Rick? Do you have a direction you want me to take this? Set time, set place, set yeah, plan? Yeah, that would be okay, great. Let's yeah. do that. So in the intention is we want to make sure that we have a set time. So 
Every one of us starts our day in a different spot. Some people say, why the morning? Well, the morning, I see it in Scripture. It says uh, in Psalms, uh, 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 Psalms 90, 14, uh, satisfy me every morning with your unfailing love. And so I want to give a little framework before we get to set time, set place, set plan, is that really we're, we're, we're going there in what we'll talk about to surrender our will to God's will. And, and you just have to evaluate how surrendered we are. Some people I share this with and they, they start surrendering and it's not till they start surrendering in the morning do they realize how unsurrendered they are. Right. That's a whole nother yeah. topic. We could get to surrender yeah. later. Yeah. And the other is, is that it talks about uh, Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3 says that I pray that you might experience the love of God even though it's too great to understand fully that really we're wired for love and that, that we're really going there to receive God's love, surrender to him and receive the love that he has for us. And we can talk more about receiving his love and what that does to us psychologically and physiologically as we receive his love. So there's a flow there. There's a dynamic. So, but how to get there. So one, have a set time. So figure I the way I do it is I figure out when people want me. I used to do this when I was starting out. I figured out when did, did everybody want me, and then I just dial it back. And I, I make sure that I give myself at least 15 minutes. Uh, I'm not going to share how long I meet with the Lord. That isn't the uh, thing. It's everybody's personal preference. It can be 5 minutes, 15, 20. It's not, remember, it's not the second number. But you've got to dial the clock back to give yourself time. So a set time, set place. I encourage people to look around in their home or a coffee shop or where they can find a quiet spot. And believe me, if you meet with the Lord consistently over a long period of time, people will steal your spots, take your plate. You got them. <laughs> so you have a set place, at least for a starting point. Jesus was on the move. He had probably many, many different spots that he found to be in that isolated place, that quiet place. So find a place. I encourage that it be somewhere comfortable, somewhere you can relax, somewhere where you won't re-fall asleep, somewhere where, you know, just somewhere mm -hmm. where you can get alone with God. And then we encourage a plan. And I encourage people, um, and again, there's so many aspects to the plan, but I encourage people to have... Uh, uh, worship music and some headphones, have their Bible, to have a, a, a journal and a pen. And then simply to get to that place to be able to surrender their will over to God's will for that day and then begin just to enjoy his presence. I, and I really like um, how you're laying it out and I always think it's it's the tension that we're always working against is there are some to-dos to give you but what we're trying to give you is not a to-do uh, because it's it's not something to be done it's a person to yeah. meet with and and how and so i always like to say well you know if i have a friend that wants to meet with me uh, we're going to pick a time to get together we're going to we're going to decide on where we're going to get together and we're going to have a general idea of what we're going to do when we get together. We're yeah, going to go so out simple. for lunch. We're going to go to the golf course. We're going to have a cup of coffee, whatever the plan might be. And so um, so I think if we all if we put all of these to do's inside of the relational right. bucket, you know, that 
we're trying to build a relationship here. We're trying to yeah. connect with someone. And if it was a physical person, I would go through all of these steps without even thinking about it. But because it's the Lord and he's all present everywhere, we can get a little sloppy, honestly, in, in our approach. And I think that he is worthy. He's worthy of our time and our effort and our our discipline of setting a time and setting a place. And, and I've done a little bit of traveling with you, and, and I know that it's one of the first things you do and get to whatever hotel we're staying at is you're scoping out the area. You're like, where where's a good place that I can meet with the Lord in the morning? So I know even just uh, being able to observe you and and uh, and that's had an impact on my life because that's now what I do when I travel. I, I go and I think, okay, where am I meeting with the Lord in the morning? Because it's different from my my home routine. So um, so we have uh, a set time, a, a set place, and a set plan. Give me. Uh, so I know you talked about um, having uh, your Bible, a journal, uh, headphones, and and worship music. Um, I had a boss, and, and any time you ever came into his office, like if he called you into his office and you didn't have something to write with, you'd be like, um, really? Uh, you don't think I'm going to say anything worthwhile uh, that you might need That's to powerful. write down? And so it's something that I've always, like, I I always go into my time with the Lord with my journal because I just, I don't want to miss something that he might speak to me. Um, and so it's it's almost an expectation thing going and knowing that I'm going to encounter something of value from the Lord, that he's going to speak something to me that I need and I want to be able to write it down and, and be able to carry it with me. So um, are there any other practical, um, obviously having done this for a long time now, you've probably had days where everything worked out awesome and you've probably had some days where there were some there were some challenges so what what have you done to overcome the challenges that have arisen along the way well one of the 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 challenges if you're committing to meet with the lord every day is what you talked about you're going to be on vacation you're going to so often people get started on a habit and it's a good habit obviously meeting with the lord is a great habit and and yet uh, they find out that often habits are broken just within four or five days. Mm. They don't even get they don't even get to the first weekend. That's one of the reasons we set out a forty day period for people to give this a try. If you can get through forty days of meeting with the Lord every day, what I'm finding is a lot of people have integrated that by that time into their lifestyle. Meaning, in a forty day period, you've gone through six or something weekends you've gone possibly through an out-of-town experience you've gone through it and and so on because we want to in well i want to encourage people that this become a lifestyle every yeah. day for the yeah. rest of their life one of the things that people find after 40 days is suddenly the anxieties start to go away they, they just start to evaporate because that's a whole physiological thing that happens when we're experiencing god's love all of a sudden uh, we're starting to get a clearer mind, clearer heart. And you, you get, and so, so we know the enemy doesn't want us to accomplish this. So we set up the 40-day period meeting with the Lord for the first 15 minutes. And then we do it over this period of time so we can 
get through our first weekend because so often people do it while they're in routine for their work, but they get to the first weekend and boom, I'm going to sleep in that, that first morning. And then they find out that what they're experiencing when they meet with him and the days they don't are dramatically different. And I can't explain to them why that is. Yeah. They just experience that. And I, I really believe because as we surrender to him every morning, we're aligning our will with his will and the day just flows out of that. And uh, the day that we don't meet with him, we don't get into that rhythm with him and we don't get aligned that, 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 that it's different. Now, doesn't love us any less. It's not a right. duty. It's right. just a product of the relationship as you were talking about. The, the, the things that get cleared out in that time, the things that he imparts into us. And so, again, we don't want to make it this structured thing uh, that, that, that becomes this duty. We want to keep breathing the life into it. That's why we're not trying to systematically tell you what to do. And people get right. nervous about that. Systems people get nervous. Yeah. Like, tell me what to do. Well, you meet with people all the time that no one told you what to do. You just engaged in the relationship right. and you just naturally knew what to do. Now, the, 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 the amazing thing in this is that we're getting to know a spirit, which one guy said to me, he goes, how do you get to know a spirit? I need flesh and I need to be able to physically see, see the person touch. touch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, he says, well, how do you get to know a spirit? And I thought that was one of the most powerful questions I've ever been asked. Like, I, I didn't actually know how to answer that because... How do you get to know God who's in us by the power of the Holy Spirit who's enthroned on high? And, and so I just said to him, I said, I don't know, but meet with him every morning and I guarantee you that he will be there to reveal himself to you as you surrender your will to his will. Those are pretty bold words, uh, guarantee. But I, we have scripture to back it up, right? I mean, if we draw near unto him, he will draw near unto us. And so, um, and I think that there's lots lots there to chew on, as we've just talked about it being a relationship. It's not it's not a to do list. We're gonna, but we are going to be intentional, and we're going to set a plan because uh, you know if you don't, uh, you know if you fail the plan, then you plan to fail, right? So. Um, if you set out and just go, oh, I'm going to meet with the Lord, fingers crossed, hope that works out. It's probably not going to happen. The alarm's not going to go off or, you know, whatever. Something crazy will, will go on. And I think I, I, I like how you always say that it's one of the, or if not the, most resisted activity on planet Earth. Because if if the enemy can keep you distracted or in fear or anxiety or worry or whatever and keep you from connecting with the Lord the way that you were designed to, then he can keep you um, less effective, less powerful. Um, so the, the only way that the enemy has power over us is by um, basically getting us to believe lies and to not walk in the power that God has made readily, readily available to us. That's why we're supposed to come boldly and we're supposed to come, I believe, consistently before the throne of God. And so um, again, thank you so much for your time today as we've just talked about having a set time, a set place, and a set plan. And really that the cool thing is that God loves us and created us individually. And so even how the time looks can be so different 
from person to person because what I do with when I'm hanging out with the my friend Phil from Bible College could be very different than what I'm doing when I'm hanging out with my friend Kyle because they're different people and we relate differently and and so um, I think that it it kind of it makes people uncomfortable but at the same time it's like really really reassuring and encouraging that God loves me though it's not a rote program it's not it's not a class it's it's a relationship and uh, being able to step into that is really life and power and so again thank you pastor mark for taking so much time to invest in our podcast uh, our podcast is made better because you've been a part of it um, and uh, and I really believe that you've provided some great framework and, and conversation for people to really begin to ask themselves the question maybe for the first time or Maybe it's a conversation that they've been needing to have that they haven't had for a while um, of what what does my time with God look like right now? Um, is it is it waxing? Is it waning? You know, where are we at? And so I just encourage you um, as as our, our faithful listening audience to just recognize the value and the power of being connected to the God that created you, that he created you to worship him and to love him and so that he can love you. Um, that's why we love him is because he first loved us. And so at first we learn how to receive his love and then we're able to then uh, not just love him back, but then more effectively love those that he has put in our lives. So thank you again for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey. If you have any feedback, any uh, future ideas for episodes or um, topics you would like us to tackle, you can reach out to me at rickm at manahouse.church. And also Mark D, M-A-R-K-D at manahouse.church for Pastor Mark Daniels. And uh, he'll be back in the next episode. And I know you miss him. So uh, it'll be great to hear from him again. And uh, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.